Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Good evening, this is Mark Parham, your host of another episode of Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Here helping you build a capacity to change your life. And as I like to say every week, helping you to walk in your purpose. Got a great show lined up tonight. And our show is always focused on giving you the information you need to make changes in your life. Because we know that information is key. With the right information, you can make educated decisions. You know, for the last few weeks, I've been talking about marketing your business on the Internet. And tonight, we're going to talk about doing a podcast or Internet radio show to market your brand. Because it's go time. You know, we talk about personal branding. I found a quote today by Tim Ferriss. Personal branding is about managing your name, even if you don't own a business. In a world of misinformation, disinformation, and semi-permanent Google records, going on a date, chances are your blind date has Googled your name. Job interview, the same. Business contact, the same. Make sure your brand is what you want it to be, and we're going to talk about that tonight. It's going to be a great show. You know, along with our regular cast of characters, you know, we got Ira sitting out there. He's going to be talking about credit. And then from my big eyes, she's she's doing a twofer tonight. She has two people she's interviewing. W.A. Bridges, retired photographer, photojournalist from the AJC, and Dr. Will Draper, host of Love and Vets. And after we do that, I'll be coming back. You know, I got my partner in crime who got me started in all this, Clark Garrison. He's the CEO of the Survival Radio Network, one of the hottest internet radio networks out there. We're going to be talking about why you should do a radio show or a podcast, because it's just that important to help your brand. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up this evening, and I want you to stay tuned for it. So for our upcoming events, this weekend, Rob Wilson and I will be in Philadelphia. You know, we're going to be at the Turn Your Side Hustle into Main Hustle. Rob has gotten us interviews on on the stage. We're doing book signings. We're going to be doing it big in Philly this weekend. So uh, you'll be getting a lot of updates from me. You know, pictures and Facebook likes. So let me know how you feel about it. Now, past events, last week, or last night, I should say, I went and saw my main man, Chuck Brown. New movie directed by Chuck, the one and only Chai New Legacy. It was a great movie. You get an opportunity to see this or you see it posted somewhere, go check it out because it is incredible. It was one of those moments where you're really proud of people. I was so proud. Chuck is the one that got me into doing this radio stuff. And uh, I was just so proud of seeing the work that he's doing, that whole cast. Everybody had a good time. It was a packed house. It was, it was a great, 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 great movie. So if you get a chance, Chai New Legacy, directed by the one and only Chuck Brown. So as I said, we got a great show coming up. I want you to stay tuned. I just want you to just sit back and listen to what the information that we're going to be bringing to you this evening about branding. You know, Janet has some great, 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 great guests coming on. But it's all about you taking advantage of what we got going on tonight. So this is Mark Parham, host of the Cap Builder Talk Radio Show. Real talk with real people talking about real issues. We'll be back in a minute. I'm going to take you out with a little James Brown living in America because that's where we are. We'll be back in a moment. I'm going to start this conversation out with Brother Ira, the Credit Talk. And then we're going to be coming back with Miss Janet. Be back in a moment. Oh, 
my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't gave a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio, take one. Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is for the hundred dollar bill of Welcome. Yeah. Hey, this is Mark Parham and I'm coming back. Coming back with something that you really gotta start paying attention to. This young man comes on the show every week talking about how you can change your life through credit. Ira, welcome to the show, man. Hey Mark, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good, man. Missed you last week, but we we kept it dead and I held it down, though, man. It was all good. I'm glad, man. I'm glad. I'm trying not to miss anymore, man. I got a lot no, of stuff man. going on, but yeah. I know you do, man. But I'm just happy you take a few minutes to to give us a little the bits of wisdom you give me on Monday nights, and then you do it all again on Thursday nights. So I'm just happy that yeah. you're out, man. So what's I going on? It. Uh, so today I want to talk about the difference between um, APR. It's a it's a term that you would call annual percentage rate and the interest rate. And the reason I want to talk about this is today because I talk to a lot of people and they always, you know, reference disclosures that they get. And they say, Ira, we see like two interest rates or two percentages on these forms. We don't know what they are. Um, the person who's offering us a loan, they don't really go into detail. They kind of refers to the document, kind of tells us to do all our research. Um, but what are they? And so I just want to spend a couple of seconds on APR, and then I want to touch on something else. Um, so okay. APR, is the, that is the total amount um, of interest for your entire loan. So say you get a loan, say you get a $5,000 loan for 36 months, right? That APR, that gives you the total amount of interest for the entire loan, amortized on an annual basis. So you'll see the amount, say they say, you know, APR is at 3.65. So that's 3.65 over the 12 months of that um, particular loan. And, of course, you're going to have three segments. So that's 36 months, so that's three 12-month segments. So typically people say you want a lower APR because that translates into a lower payment. So, again, that APR, that's going to include all of the fees and uh, the mortgage points and any other thing that's included in that loan. It's not just the interest rate. That's why it's so important to ask whoever's giving you your loan what's included in that APR. What is the APR, what's included, and how are they calculating it? You want to make sure you'll have that conversation. Even, even, even though you know in the back of your mind, you know it's average over the life of the loan, you still want them to dialogue that with you so they know that, hey, they're, they know exactly what's going on here, okay? The interest rate the interest is the cost of your loan, right? That is the cost of doing business. It is the cost of, of getting any type of loan product, and that's what the interest rate is going to be. That just reflects the cost of borrowing that particular product. Interest rate might be, you know, depending on what type of vehicle you have. Typically, if you go into the bank and you get a personal loan, it's going to be anywhere between 16 to 25%. Credit cards or anywhere between, you know, I would say store card credit cards, anywhere between um, I've seen them high as 28%. I've seen them as low as 17%, depending on where you go. Um, 
credit cards that you're getting from like Discover, Capital One, American Express, you'll see those anywhere from zero to 20%, right? But you always want to go into those conversations, being proactive and having that dialogue. Hey, what is my percentage rate? What's my APR? What's the term of the loan? What's included in that APR calculation? You want to ask these people these questions. So one, you can kind of draw the sand, draw a line in the sand and let them know, hey, I'm knowledgeable about what I'm actually being offered, and I want to have this discussion with you and not assume anything. You never want to assume anything when it comes to your finances. Have that conversation. Have it documented. Therefore, if anything happens in the future, you can always say refer back to the document that you guys found and the conversation that you guys had saying, hey, we discussed this. Typically, it's going to be recorded if you're talking over the phone, and maybe you can reference that back. But you always want to place yourself in a position where you're having upfront conversations and not just leaving it on their end to educate you. You want to make sure you have that dialogue. Wow. Man, I never even thought that APR could mean different things. I thought it was just yeah. one standard equation. Yeah, so that's important. Yeah. That's very important. Oh, it's very important. You're very important because you want to, again, you want to have that conversation with them so that they know, hey, you know, I know what you're talking about. We can have this dialogue, and I want to make sure I'm doing what's in the best interest for me, not you're doing what's in the best interest of your company, right? And one more thing I want to talk touch on, Mark. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot of people say, hey, print out your credit report and take it so they can look at that. That sounds good, but the, the, the real, realistically, a lot of companies will not let you do that, right? They say, no, we have to pull the credit report on our end, and we have to be there when you pull the credit report for privacy reasons. So, I say have that conversation with the, um, you know, with that lender. You know, can I bring a credit report? You know, they say yes or no. Then where do I have to pull it from to make sure that you know that you're getting accurate information? Why? Because I don't want you, you know, putting my social out to numerous lenders and having my credit report pinged all at once. So just have that conversation with them. Don't just assume that you can just bring that credit report with you and it's all good. Because a lot of lenders won't let, allow that to happen. So you're saying basically. You can talk to the lender and ask, can you bring your own credit report? That way they're not pinging it out there, getting you all these dings on your credit report because they're running it. Or Because when you do it, does it not get pinged if you do it? Or I don't I guess, what's the question on that? Well, what's the answer on that? Well, everybody's allowed to pull the credit report two times for free. Annualcreditreport.com. Okay. Um, not just for free, but it's not going to affect your credit report. You have permissible purpose to do so. But I'm not saying they're going to tell you you can or you can't um, because here's the thing. When we say you don't want people, you know, putting your report out there and getting it pinged by multiple people, it depends on what's going on in your life, right? If you're mm-hmm. trying to look for a reasonable interest rate and you have less than perfect credit, then you might need them to fish that out to a couple of people. Um, you might need them to go to five different people to see what better suits your payment needs. If you know that, hey, I'm walking in there with a 670 and above, then, yeah, we'll have that discussion. Like, look, I know my credit score. I know what's on my file. Can I print this out and can I bring it to you? Um, because I and explain to them, I don't want you dishing out my, you know, my credit report so my score will drop. And they say, well, we won't do that. Well, how many people are you sending it to? Do you work with just one provider? My whole thing is have that discussion. See what they're going to say. Put that on the table. Don't just assume they're going to just send it to one person. Ask them. You know, you want to have that dialogue. We can't just, you know, leave it to the business to do what's in the best interest of the customer. We're seeing time and time again of people getting sued for doing, you know, illegal activities with people's credit report information. So my thing is, have the discussion up front. No matter if they, it's not, no question is a stupid question when it comes to your finances. Ask and see what happens. All right, man. That's outstanding. So what do you got coming up this week on your show? Uh, we got uh, Mr. Mick Todd. Um, he's with the Primacy Project, and what he does is he goes over a lot of short-term and long-term investments, life insurance, and a lot of things like 401Ks, Roth IRAs, and his goal is to really help you understand what you can do today to affect your tomorrow. So we have him coming on board. We also have um, a gentleman, his name is Frank Asante. Um, he does a lot of work in Ghana, and he's really big on credit restoration and, and educating people on you know, what you can do now to affect your credit score for tomorrow, placing positions to increase your purchasing power. So we're going to have both of those on the show. I'm going to do my death to the score moment, and we're going to rock it, man. We're going to have fun. We're going to bring them good music and good information. All right, bro. Well, I'll be tuning in, man. Thanks for coming out tonight, and I look forward to Thursday, man. 
All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good All one. Right. I talk credit. Ira Royal Thursday night, 7 p.m. Catfield Radio Network. We're going to take another break. When I come back, we're going to start the conversation now with From Your Big Eyes. I say from your, but from my big eyes with Tana Montgomery. Catfield and Talk. We'll be back in a moment. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave, but remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm coming back. Got a great, some great interviews coming up, and I'm going to start this thing out with Miss Janet. How you doing this evening? Hi, Mark. I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. So you got a couple. You got a couple of great guests coming on this evening, man. Eh? I got a full house tonight. Yes. Hey, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yes, you do. So, what's been going on with you before we get to your guests? Oh wow, Mark! I've just been all over the place. I've just been uh, interviewing. I've been meeting people. Been doing some uh, events. I, I just. It seems like I, I have so much going on every day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good thing. That's what this is it all is. about. It, it absolutely yeah. is. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yeah, so let me tell you about wait. this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Who do you want to start with this evening? I'm going to start with uh, Mr. William uh, A. Bridges. We call him W.A. Right. Bridges. Uh, is he on the phone? Good evening, Mr. Yes, Bridges. He's, he's, he's on the line. All right. Hi there. Uh, Mark, I want to just tell you a little bit about Mr. Bridges. He has a... Uh, uh, spent 28 years uh, with the AJC. He's a retired photojournalist, and I'm just going to let him tell everybody what, what exactly uh, is the job of a photojournalist. Okay, well, you know, a photojournalist is a photographer who works for a journalism uh, um, capacity, um, either newspaper, magazine, um, that serves the public, bringing news to the public. And not only is hard news, but it's sports, features, business, and the object of the photojournalist is to go out and capture images that relate to the stories that the newspaper or uh, magazines are producing. Okay. 
Wow. So I know you've had a rewarding career uh, when you were at the uh, Journal. Uh, Mr. Bridges, can you kind of tell us a little bit about this fabulous event that you have coming up? I know there's an event coming up on Thursday. Uh, can you tell us a little about that event and what uh, the attendees can expect from that event? Okay. Um, Atlanta Photo Night is a gathering of photographers and photo buffs, people are interested in photography. It occurs mm-hmm. once a month, and it's sponsored by Kevin D. Lyles and Raymond McCray Jones. Mm-hmm. It takes place at Citizen Supply, which is located in the Pont City Market at 675 Ponce Leon Avenue. And uh, what happens is they have a format where they interview the guest of the night and the photos that the guest has taken uh, is displayed and they talk around the photos and take questions afterwards from the audience. Okay. Now, can you kind of describe uh, a few of those type photos that the attendees will be seeing? Well, for me, uh, I'm showing a display of my work uh, from my pre-journalism days of when I first got into photography and then mm-hmm. from when I came here to Atlanta to go to the Art Institute um, something around that period of time. And then after I was hired at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, I'll start also show some of those pictures. And spans my whole career in photography, including the journalism years at the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Okay, so let me ask this: While you were at the Atlanta Journal Constitution, what was most re- rewarding? What was the most rewarding aspect of of your time there? Well, you know, that's a twofold thing. Uh, first and foremost, I, I was able to practice my craft. I was able to go out and do what I love doing, which is take photographs and get paid for it at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second aspect was to meet people, different people every day, different location every day. Um, and it took me all around the city, all around the, the state, uh, regions in the state, and international as well. So I got to get out there and see a lot of things that I normally would never have been able to do. And um, that was really rewarding to be able to capture that as well. Okay, so out of all the historical events that you've been able to capture, which one uh, is has the most impact to your life? Which one would you say uh, was just an event that made made you say, "Wow"? Well, you know, there's so many of them, but I, I think at, at the top <laughs> has to be the um, release of Nelson Mandela from prison. Um, that one was really stellar for me. It was the first time that I had visited Africa. Uh, I was over mm-hmm. there for 30 days, and, uh, I mean, the whole world was waiting for that event to unfold. All the media mm-hmm. was there from all over the all over the world, and um, it was just really rewarding to be there as he walked out of prison and not only be there but to also capture an image um, that the newspaper, uh funny thing about that, the newspaper had a problem with their color pagination, and they couldn't run the picture that I took on the front. Mm. They had to use mm-hmm. a picture from Associated Press, and my picture wow. ran inside. But I really didn't wow. care because I was there, and the event was there, and it was just a, right. a dynamic event. And also the wow. paper um, nominated me for the Pulitzer for that image. So that was that was a reward in itself. So. Wow, that is amazing. That's amazing. All right. Well, definitely, uh, it's, this is an event I think that all of Atlanta uh, should try to attend. I'm definitely going to be there and looking forward to it, Mr. Bridges. It sounds like you've done some excellent work and uh, captured some really great moments in history. All right, Mark, do you have any questions there? No, I'll tell you what, I'm in, I call myself an amateur photographer, so I'm definitely going to check out <laughs> one of these events, see if I can get my stuff up there. But, man, I'm proud of you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for your support. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. I got Will unmuted here, so uh, you can bring him in. All right. All right. Our next guest is Dr. Will Draper. Uh, Will actually, Dr. Will is a veterinarian uh, here in Atlanta. Are you there, Janet? I'm here. Can you hear me? Hey, Dr. Fran, my wife is on the phone, too. All right. Oh, wonderful. I, I okay, want her to get evening. full billing. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. 
Uh, I wanted to bring you guys on because I think uh, you guys are doing an amazing uh, show, and I want you to be able to tell the audience and the listeners uh, about the new show that's on uh, National Geographic. So would you guys be uh, like to just go ahead and give us a little history about the show? Huh. Well, I, I'll take that, Franny. Um, yeah. We're not we're not in the same room, so. Uh, okay. It, it, the show is called Love and Bets, and we it, it's a show that's on National Geographic Wild. Uh, Saturdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, following um, the show, The Incredible Dr. Pole, another veterinarian who's been on for about 10 years, and it's it's basically a, 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 about our our life as veterinary practice owners, as parents, as pet owners, as Veterinary, practicing veterinarians, you know, other business um, deals that we have and stuff like that, just our busy life and, and, and trying to manage it all. Wow. With love. All right. Yeah. So tell, tell us, Dr. Fran, what are you hoping that your the viewers will gain from watching this show? Well, um, hopefully one, they'll, they'll uh, get some enjoyment and uh, some laughs in there. Um, but honestly, we hope that they will just see what a great field this is, veterinary medicine, and maybe it'll encourage some other youngsters, especially more mm-hmm. women, uh, to join us. Uh, and then also learn a little bit about proper pet health care. So, you know, and just how, how good life is with an animal. Absolutely. Now let me ask this: uh, How were how were you guys selected, and why do you think uh, you were selected versus another vet couple? I mean, we're the coolest well. vet couple in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I okay. and you guys laughed, but I really believe that. But um, <laughs> they, you know, Nadia Wild decided they wanted to do a, a veterinary show about a veterinary married couple, and so they started. I guess looking around the country and looking at wow. major hubs in Atlanta when they looked in Atlanta I mean we have the you know the largest private veterinary practice in metro Atlanta so that kind of helped to stand out and then and then you know we also had a a pretty big social media presence and we've done mm-hmm. commercials so they um reached out to us and did a Skype interview and the next thing we know they told us they wanted it yep. I I am sure that um the fact that we are black and beautiful had a little bit to do with it because it's like <laughs> it's like it, it sometimes it's like seeing a pink elephant to some people. Right. Like oh my god. Okay. So uh, you know, and it's 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 been great. You know, we just love that we'll you know, we'll be able to show people you know the the love of, in a good African American family with mm-hmm. we have four great kids who are doing great things and we're providing jobs and we're. Uh, you know, having fun doing it. So um, I'm kind of Absolutely. excited for that. That's wonderful. You're definitely, uh, been, you're definitely a great example. So let me ask this. How has your life changed since the show uh, started? <laughs> well, people Don't tell them about your boyfriend, up. friend. Don't tell them about your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them about right, Idris. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Just kidding. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, um. How is it changed? <laughs> well, yes, how well, is it changed? People are, people are asking for pictures and uh, coming in and saying, oh, my God, we saw you on TV. So, but uh, uh-huh. during the filming, it certainly was an adjustment because uh, it's, um, whew, it, it changes your daily schedule for sure, uh-huh. definitely. And the, it's, it opens our eyes to what reality TV is. Uh, but it was fun. You know, it was a good, a neat experience, right, Will? Yeah, and I and I, I I can't say enough. You know, the production company is half Star Productions, <laughs> and the Nat Geo people, yeah. they were great. I mean, when we were yeah. getting fatigued, exactly. they'd let us give us a break, and um, they mm-hmm. kind of worked around our schedule, and they, they even helped us sometimes with getting our kids around. I mean, they were just fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were very awesome. understanding so, um, and, 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 and got it, how it was pretty uh, kind of a well, changed our, our routine, um, and not just me and Will, but the, the kids especially, and, and understood just the impact that that had and, you know, how they, the kids especially got a little, little upset, I'll say. <laughs> so uh-huh. they were very patient and accommodating. Um, but it was, I mean, I think overall very good experience and, and just something neat to learn, another new thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, congratulations. You know, yeah, and I'd like to say I'd like to say one quick thing. Since we are all that's something we got to mention, we're all Janet, Fran, and I are all Tuskegee Golden Tigers. Yes, I just I wanted you to know that, Mark. And, um, you know, they they were really really happy with the first set of ratings on the first show. We haven't heard of the second one when they said it was just it's very impressive. I mean, the number was a lot higher. And I told them I said you guys don't know about the Tuskegee Network. That's right. I, just, I put a couple. All my sisters went to Tuskegee. I told all my friends and everybody they put it around. I mean, you know, right. they weren't ready for that in that geo wild. Right. Well, we, need to, we need to get it out there too, man, because this is really great. So you can have your own show doing something that you really love doing. Yeah. And bring your family into it too. I mean, that's really hot. That's really great. And we own, yeah. and we own two restaurants that they show. Uh, Rivals on yeah. Five, our sports bar, and we have a barbecue place called Bumps Barbecue. So everybody check it out. All right. That'll actually be on the show next week. So do you give all the old bones to the dogs or the vets? Or no, we can't, do that. <laughs> we can't no, do that. No, We're fortunate to have good people who know how to run a restaurant and know how to cook. Because Fran and I don't have time for that. We're just we're happy just to be a part of it to help help uh, people kind of realize some dreams. So that's what it's all, all right. about. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, I can't look. I look forward to checking the show out, and uh, look forward to having you back on to let us know how's it going. You know, everybody's curious about this whole reality TV thing. You know, how real is it? So we want to get you back on so we can hear the real deal. All right. You know what? It's and I'll tell you quick. It's very real. I mean, they they may make you say a thing here and there, but what you see is kind of what happens. They don't want to mess with the process too much. So that's wow. great. Wow, outstanding. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank Wonderful. you. Thanks so much, right. guys. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a great night. All right. Love you, Freddie. Bye. Right. Wow, Janet. That was incredible. Uh, they sound very excited about what they're getting into. They're very excited, and they're real. The way that you hear them tonight, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. All right. So, boy. so you got this legacy from your university here, so you... So y'all got that message. You got to get that message out so everybody tunes into their show. That's right. That's what we so that's what we're about. All right. All right. Anything new you got coming up in the near future? Or you... uh, oh, Mark, I'm going to be going on a road trip very soon, so I'll start telling you about that coming up. All right. All right, Miss Janet. Thanks for coming out tonight, and we look forward to the next conversation. Absolutely. Let me just uh, remind the listeners they can follow me on Facebook from my big eyes, Instagram at from my big eyes, and on Twitter at from my big eyes. All right. So we'll talk later. Thanks, Mark. Right. Take care. Janet Montgomery from My Big Eyes. Well, that was a great interview. You know, what's really cool is to see people really doing something that they love and also getting it on television. And that's what we're going to talk about next. I'm going to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to bring my main man on, Clark Garrison. He's the CEO of the Survival Radio Network, one of the hottest networks. I shouldn't say one of them. I should say the hottest Internet radio network out there. It's where I got my start. We're going to talk about podcasts, doing a radio show. We're going to talk about what you have to do to market your brand, some of the techniques that he uses and how he can help you get your brand out there. So you're listening to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk. I'm going to go out with little James Brown. We'll be back in a moment, though. idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. The things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. 
Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Camp Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back from my main event. You know, we're going to be talking about podcasting and doing radio shows and stuff like that, but in order to set this up, I want to give a couple of stats about podcasting. Podcasting listening grew 23% just between 2015 and 2016. The 21% of Americans ages 12 and up have listened to a podcast. Okay, podcast audience is bigger than you think, you know, a lot of people are listening to it, you know, the podcast audience is 57 million Americans in total, okay, and podcast growth is being driven by mobility, people are moving around, they're driving, they're walking, they want instant access to information, and so with that said, it's coming up that podcasts, like 64% of them are being listened to on a smartphone or a tablet. So people are mobile. So we're going to talk about this tonight. I'm going to bring in my main man. Uh, first, I want to get my little music going here. That's why I played it. I'm a big payback again. I like I like Jay's. All right, Brother Clark, man. Welcome to the show, my brother. Hey, anytime you get theme music, that's a good thing. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> so how you doing I appreciate tonight, man? That, man. <laughs> I'm good, man. Can you hear me okay, by the way? I'm yeah, trying something out new. All right. I can hear you fine. I can hear you fine, man. All right. So, Clark, cool. why don't you introduce <laughs> yourself, tell people who you are, and we'll start having this conversation. Absolutely. So, my name is Clark Garrison. I, I am the owner of Survival Radio Network. We've been around since 2000. And 12. I've been in uh, online uh, radio for, since 2009, and really we created the station because at the time I didn't see anything else uh, completely like it. Uh, our main emphasis is to empower, motivate, and inspire others, and uh, I like to say we, we are the, the uh, direct opposite of TMZ, so... <laughs> You want to hear about Kim Kardashian, you won't hear it on our station. Nah, man. So how many shows do you have now? We are, I think we're at 28 shows right now currently. We've got 28 shows around the United States. And one of the cool things that we, I felt like we should really take advantage of is since it's going to be online, then we have the ability that, to host shows or have shows on our network that aren't necessarily in where I am, right? So we've got shows uh, on the West Coast, uh, uh, up and down the seaboard on the East Coast, and, and in Central America uh, as I don't mean Central America, but the, the heartbeat of America as well. Um, so all 28 shows are all over the place, and that gives us a good reach as far as regional exposure. So you got – you got stuff coming in from every every part of the United States. So, I mean, yeah, uh, just about. We, need... we don't have Alaska yet, but I, if you got somebody you think might want to broadcast out of Alaska, send them my way. Yeah, well, we we look for somebody. What we need to do is get some international, <laughs> like uh, Costa Rica, so we can go over there and do some live remotes. That's what we need. Oh, that would be nice. That yeah, would be man. nice. So, so let's start talking about this whole podcast radio show thing, man. Why would somebody even consider doing something like this? You know, the bigger question is why not? Um, you know, we're always looking for a technological advance uh, advantage on our competition. I, I think that's a safe bet right now in 2017 is everyone's trying to figure out how do I get a leg up? Um, one of the things that it used to be of how you became – uh, a quote-unquote guru 
uh, to separate yourself from the pack other than going out and trying to get a bunch of letters behind your name was to write your own book. And, mm-hmm. and not that it still doesn't have a lot of merit, but it is, it, it's not as easy as, as one would think. Well, along comes this thing called podcast, which by the way, I, you know, one of the things I just recently found, I feel like I'm smarter now is where podcast, the word podcast came from. Uh, right. uh, and it came from a combination of broadcast and the iPod. The iPod, remember the the old school iPod we used to carry all the music right, on? Right. Yeah, so they combined that iPod or pod, uh, meaning mobile, and a broadcast. So it's really just a mobile broadcast where traditional radio, you know, you kind of have to go to the studio every time you want to do something. Um, but why wouldn't people want to take their voices, their brand, and multiply uh, your effectiveness. And mean, what I mean by that is uh, your clientele, your reach, your exposure, almost tenfold. Now, if anyone can tell me why that's not a good thing, then you know I'll pack up the station and we'll close shop today. <laughs> but so, but you're saying that it's like terrestrial radio, but you don't have a state and you don't have a studio. You don't have to go into a studio. I mean, how do you, I mean, what's different about it? So it's exactly like terrestrial radio in the sense of what radio is, except it's mobile, right? So again, terrestrial radio, you've got a, you've got a building you have to broadcast from because that's where all your equipment is. That's where, you know, (laughs) that's where your microphones are. That's where everything goes from. Well, with a podcast, there are a couple advantages, but let's just talk about that. The, the, the advantage of that is you can do your podcast uh, or, or online radio, depending on what you want to call it, um, from anywhere in the world, absolutely anywhere in the world. So a lot of our, our uh, hosts are people who are entrepreneurs and they're mobile. They travel. They, they, they need to be at certain places at certain times. And to stop what they're doing and, and always have to go, whether it's rain, sleet, snow, to go to a building to sit there for an hour or drive through traffic and then drive back through traffic, that's, if you think about that, that's dated. No one, no one is doing that except for people who are misinformed. Um, so to be able to do your podcast from the hotel room that you're staying in, from your bedroom because you don't feel like getting out of the bed, although I wouldn't recommend doing it in the bed because you might fall asleep. <laughs> no. right. um, but at your home uh, or, you know, hell, I, I've done, uh, and I wouldn't advise this, but I've done my show because I just couldn't get um, to a proper place in time. I've done it in the car. Right, um, right. No one was too, white. Man. So, yeah, yeah. So now tell me where you can do that in using any other vehicle. So it, it's really advantageous in that re- in that regard. Now, but you're talking about doing a live broadcast is what we do on my network and your network too. But they don't have to be live, though, do they? No, absolutely not. So um, a podcast, a true definition of a podcast, is just something that is audio recorded that can be listened to on multiple devices, okay? okay. Um, the key word is being recorded. So you and I do a live show. Um, mm. Just because we do a live show does not necessarily mean, now ours is, but it does not mean it's instantly going to be a podcast, which can then be listened to over and over and over and over. But um, we happen to be on a platform and use devices that allow us to do that. So, um, I forgot where we're going with this. Well, it was more of a live or not live kind of thing, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, so, but no, you don't have to. In fact, there are shows even on our network where they just um, either, depending on what week it is, we, we, we even have a show that records all their shows in one day where, you know, we take the time out to record all four of their shows in the month and then we just broadcast them on the date. So, the flexibility, man, with podcasts are, are just incredible uh, in terms of just getting that information that you want to put out, whether it's a 30-minute, 15-minute clip or a full hour, which we do, getting that information on um, some kind of recording device, and there are many out there, and then 
uploading it to your uh, actual platform. And that's really what it's all about. So whether you want to do that live to kind of get the, the audience feel or get callers to call in and chime in and kind of have that, that same broadcast feel, or whether you just want to put out information on a consistent basis and you record it when you're ready to record it, it's just a no-brainer with the flexibility and the amount, again, the amount of reach. Someone can listen to this show that we're listening to now, even though you're in the metro Atlanta area. They can listen to it in California just as easy as your next-door neighbor could. Wow. So, okay, so, um, you know, I wrote a book or I'm an expert and I decide I want to start a podcast. What are some of the steps? What should I be thinking about when I start putting my radio show or podcast together? So that's a good question. When I, and, you know, I wrote a book, and that's really how I got into this whole business is a good friend of mine uh, back in 2009, uh, actually 2008, leading into 2009, said, listen, you can take this book and you can do the old-fashioned method of going state to state, city to city, and all of these book fairs and trying to, you know, spend money to travel and hopefully cover some of your costs and sell enough books and get people to know who you are, which was the old method. That's all that our precursors could do, or you can use this new platform. And it just kind of really took shape in 2007 and 2008 as when it, when it really caught on as something that's viable. You can use this platform to put out your message to people and, and never leave your home. So if you wanted to reach an audience in Dallas, there's a way you can target an audience in Dallas and tell them about your book, product, or service. And you can build this audience through consistency and awareness without leaving your home. I can't emphasize that enough. And so yeah. that just made sense to me in 2009 because I really didn't have the, the amount of funds that would have allowed me to, ta- to have this 16-city tour <laughs> that my uh, counterparts were. So I built the, uh, the awareness and platform for my book just, just at the comforts of my home by use, utilizing technology. So if you've got a book, what better way to become not only the guru but to get people to know that you exist and then drive that, that clientele or listenership to whether it's your website or Amazon or some other vehicle, this, is, this to me is one of the best um, ways to do that. I can't think of anything – else right now that that is easier and better and more cost effective so what do you do just open up the mic and start talking i mean don't you need some other stuff too i mean i guess some people just open up the mic and start talking <laughs> but what what do you think is unique about the way that well, you've done or i've done it so here's what i always tell newbies who start right the the key thing is just be passionate about what you're going to be talking about um, there, there's some levels to where you can't fake it, right? So if you, if I were to start having, just say, just because I wanted a show on sports, I like sports, but I can't really talk about sports. So that's probably going to fail pretty bad. But if you want to mm-hmm. talk about something that I'm very passionate about, which is something that I really urge everyone, to, if you're going to do a podcast, don't do it because it's a bucket list. Do it because you're passionate about the subject. And if you do that, because I've always been a big believer in tech, the, the, the technical part of it you'll get, okay, because a lot of this stuff is, is not incredibly difficult. You do need someone to show you some of the stuff or have some limited training, and you can do a lot of that by just, you know, reaching out to people like myself and you. Um, but then the other part is the, you know, the, you want to sound like radio. You want to have a sense of uh, polished um, uh, about yourself and professionalism, and those things will come. Um, they will not manifest themselves overnight because you aren't trained as a journalist or you aren't trained as a, a radio show host. But I've always told uh, or uh, emphasized to people that people want passion. It's why they, mm-hmm. they listen to you. You were talking about an early, earlier conversation right before this of, of reality TV. Why is reality TV so popular because it's all about being in that moment and being passionate. No one cares if they're technically sound or if they say the right stuff like your, like your other TV shows. It's about being in the moment. So I believe if you're passionate about your subject and you can speak on it with, with some kind of, uh, of effectiveness, right, then that's going to carry over until all the other things pick up. 
So it's not like something you've got to train before you start. Just get mm-hmm. started, and some of those other things you'll you'll manifest and create and learn along the way. Yeah, I think if you do it that way, you, you your show really becomes authentic, and it's really you, you know. And I, and I think that's what's so important. So we talk about doing this show from your home. Do you have to have special equipment? I mean, you got to have a special computer. I mean, I mean, is it something I got to invest in? What do I have to do to make this happen if I'm doing a good podcast? And there's absolutely um, all kind of levels you can go into this, depending on the platform you choose. Uh, it can be uh, as complicated as getting other systems and, and spending a, a few dollars to, to get the right equipment. Or what's really cool is, is places like, you know, your station and my station provide a lot of those services for you. So all that really – Especially like uh, on my station, all you need is a cell phone. So if you've got one of those, we can get you started. Um, now, do people upgrade after that to better, say, a, a microphone system or a headset system? Um, absolutely. But really, honestly, I always say keep it simple. Why try to compete against people you don't have to compete against? We're not mm. in this race. You and I both don't do this so that we can compete against our FM station counterparts that's not what we're in it for um so we stick with the technology level that that makes sense for for uh podcasts and online radio and right now all you have to do is have your phone so what's the difference between me doing a podcast or me doing a podcast on a network like survival radio network and what's the difference between the two you know why why would i consider even coming to a survival radio network to start a podcast Great question, and I think that really is all about personalities. There are people, and I'm going to use a sports analogy here. There are people uh, who feel comfortable playing golf and tennis because they are individual sports. It's all about you, what you bring to the table. If the ball does not go back across that that volley net, then it's your fault. (laughs) Golf, it is about you taking that ball and moving it down uh, and, and putting it in the hole consistently, right? So that's a, that's a there's a special kind of person that can take on that kind of responsibility of everything falling on them. Then there have people who love being a part of teams because they know they're weak in some levels and a team will help pick them up. Or they may know that technology-wise they're not as savvy and I need someone there to pick me up. And then there are just people who like being around other people. They just they, they feed off of that. And so I, when, when someone asks me, can they do it themselves? Absolutely. The first thing is just about your personality. Are you a loner? Because some people don't play with other people well, right? We just know that to be true. So you have to think about who you are and do you belong in a team environment? If you do, if the answer is yes, then somewhere like your station and Survival Radio Network would absolutely be a great home for you because you're going to have people and systems in place that will help you get to where you're going and you don't have to learn everything by yourself. Uh, Others who are, you know, A-type personalities and they want to be control freaks, then I totally get it. That probably would not be a great home for you because eventually you're going to resist that and want to do everything yourself. Those people – you can absolutely start with yourself. Hey, I did it myself. Uh, it was not easy. It's not fun. <laughs> there are a lot no, of roadmaps that yeah. I ran it, you know, the potholes I, I fell into. It's just that when I started, there was not, I could not find a home like Survival Radio Network to join to make the learning curve easier. So I, I wish it was. I, I would have definitely gone that route. Well, you know, I think the one thing about Survival Radio Network, and that's what helped me, was the fact that when I first got started, all I had to do was worry about doing my show. I mean, Survival Radio Network provides engineers that are running the background, screening callers, you know, putting the commercials on. So all I had to do was talk, okay? Yeah. And I didn't. I, that's why I could do it from my phone. But, but I, and I think that's what made it a lot easier for me because. When you start doing a podcast, our shows are every week. It seems like that that Monday comes like every other day. Okay, <laughs> it you comes know, fast. And it, yeah, it comes fast. And you're worried about your content and having good guests and things like this. 
then on top of that, having to worry about uh, running the show. And I think the other thing about Survivor Radio Network that really helped me was the fact that when I published my show, it wasn't just published to my network. I mean, how many how many downloads has Survivor Radio Network got now? I mean, so right now we just went over a little bit over 1.7 million downloads since we've been out, which is a testimony of the group. And I always tell people right. it's not just Clark; it's actually the entire group making an effort. And that's another great thing about uh, being a part of a station like that is that you don't come in on zero, right? If you start a podcast tomorrow, if you're out there and you start a podcast tomorrow, I think there are estimated about 180,000 podcasts out there English speaking. So you're starting at absolute zero, probably your your mother, father, or husband, or wife, that might be one or two, but you're really starting (laughs) at zero, having to drum up a clientele, a listenership, and that takes consistency, marketing, promotion, branding, all of that, and it's very – it's not impossible, but you've got to have some staying power versus coming into a platform like ours, which already has a listener base that is looking for great content. You get to plug your plug into a system that's already running, and all you got to do then is have good content, and people will be attracted to that. So, it's again, there's, there's a level of do you just want to start by yourself because you feel better, or do you want to plug into a pool of people who are looking for good content? So that's one of the benefits, absolutely, that starting with a station uh, provides you. And you're right. There's a lot to it, right? There's engineering, screening calls. There's booking. There's, there's right. um, uh, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's marketing, yeah, promotion. There's developing your show each week. Um, you know, there's so many moving parts to it that the, it's so much easier if you know somebody's got t- the, 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 the technology part of it. I don't have to engineer and talk at the same time. And that's, that's tricky at first. Yeah, <laughs> it is. When you're still trying yeah. to figure out, is the mic on, right? Right, right, <laughs> so, right. Or we have that dead air, you know, where there's nothing going, you know, where you start panicking and stuff like this. So tell me this. <laughs> the panic, panic yeah, button. So if hits, I was yeah. interested in starting a podcast or something like that, how do I, you know, I come to Survivor Radio Network, what do I have to come with? Just my idea, or what do I come to you with? You know, passion, um, and certainly a commitment. And again, um, one of the things that we do, we don't take everyone at Survival Radio Network. You have to have a commitment to your, um, whatever that pot, whatever your platform is going to be. And I usually take a look at what you're already doing because the best shows are people who are already doing what they want to talk about. This just becomes another megaphone for them, right? So if you want to talk about women's empowerment, you've been, you've been empowering women already. This isn't something you're just starting. This is just another way that you can take your women's empowerment movement and spread the good news to more people at a faster rate and and covering a larger um, basis. Um, so all you really need to do is have the passion and commitment and, 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 and we'll plug you into systems that we've already got. And the last thing that, and which it should be the first thing is being consistent you know, my, right. my mentor, uh, Michael McFadden told me that when I first got started, I didn't understand it, but now that I've been doing it since 2009, almost none of the shows or show hosts that I used to look up to, uh, uh in the universe that were out there are out there still. Very few right. of them are still going. And and I think you have to have commitment if you one day want to look back and have a large following and you want to see an effectiveness from your from your voice where you can say something and people will listen. All right, man. So well, you brought it to us tonight, man. I uh I think it's important to let people know that they can do this. They just gotta get out there and make it happen. You know, so, so anybody can. So, if somebody's interested in uh, joining Survivor Radio Network, where do they go for that? Very easily. All they have to do is go to www.survivalradionetwork.us. All right. Go there. There's a contact page. Just send us a little memo saying that you're interested in being a host. You'd like to get started. And someone will reach out to you and kind of talk to you about the pros and cons and see if, if this is a good fit for you. And I think you and I, we're going to do some webinars coming up in the near future on how to put together a podcast. So 
we take some of the mystery out of it. I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be exciting because we want you to get your voice out there and want you to be heard. And this podcasting thing, even though it seems like it comes up every other day, by the time I get through, (laughs) I've enjoyed doing it. But sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I got to do it again. But it's all hey, good, hey, man. real quick, there's, you got to admit, there's nothing better than to be out somewhere at an event and someone walks up to you and says, hey, I listen to you, man. Yeah, no, that, that is a good feeling. Matter of fact, when I went to uh, the movie premiere, Chuck's movie premiere last night, I go up to the, to the thing to sign in and the lady says, oh, you're media. I was like, okay. She said, you're the cat builder <laughs> guy. And I was like, hey, hey. There you go. That was a good feeling. That was a good feeling. That was a good feeling, man. There you go. But, Clark, man, thank you for coming out tonight. But also, thank you for taking the courage to step out there two years ago, start Survival Radio Network. Because without it, a lot of people, even Chuck started on Survival Radio Network. There's a lot of people in touch, man. So uh, just keep doing what you do, man. All right. Thanks so much, man. All right. Take it easy. Clark Garrison, CEO of Survival Radio Network. Well, you listen to another great show. I was going to do Cat Miller Minute, but I tell you what, I'm going to do that and do a podcast and just put it out there later on this week because I think it's time for us to end the show and let you get back to doing what you do. So I thank you for coming out. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to replay the show tomorrow and break up the interviews and send those out too. So go to catbuildernetwork.com. Check my website out. I'm here to help you. So you're listening to Mark Parham. Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business today. I look forward to our next encounter. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash cap builder talk. We hope you enjoy the show.
to see. We'll find out. 